Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training for and racing in endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And I'm Sarah Bowen Shea, the other co-founder who is hopping into the co-host seat for another Sarah, Sarah Wasner Flint. Yes. So kind of confusing, but I'm excited to have you here, the OG Sarah. <laughs> um, you're here because in a minute, we're going to do a version of a talk we gave last week at Rancho La Puerta. It's called Motivation is a Liar or Mojo is a Liar for feeling a little bit more, you know, cash. Um, and we basically co-opted it from um, the person that's going to come on and join us in a second. Um we're going to go through a bunch of tips and ideas about getting moving when you'd really rather not. We gathered them both personally and from the AMR community at large. And we have a couple guest cameos from three BAM ambassadors who called in with their ways that they get moving. Yes, 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 yes. So and speaking of that AMR community at large, we have another special guest today, as Dimity alluded to, Kathy Angstrom, who is the Train Like a Mother Club manager, and she is also a BAM ambassador, like the folks who we have some voice memos from in the show. Kathy has three kids and lives in Colorado Springs. She was helping on a Facebook page when an athlete asked, how do you find your mojo? And the smart, ever insightful Kathy responded, mojo is a liar. I also think it's like a bad boyfriend who only shows up when it wants to, and you can't really depend on it. If I wait for mojo, I would wait forever. (laughs) So true. So so true. (laughs) Yeah. So can't wait to dive into this topic again. But first, let's welcome Kathy. Hey, Dimity. Hi, Sarah. I am so excited to be here. I'm just really sad that I couldn't go to Rancho La Puerta with you and be there. <laughs> we would have not only stolen your topic, but we would have made you give the talk, too, so. <laughs> as we, you know, laid by the pool. <laughs> anyway, Kathy, for those who haven't met you, can you tell us a little about yourself? Yes, I have been around these parts for many years. I've been a runner for a long time. And as you said, I have three children. My youngest just graduated from high school and has started his freshman year at college. And so for the first time in what feels like forever, I am moving into that empty nest phase and just figuring it all out. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, so let's talk a little bit about that mojo is a liar comment. Just curious, do you have personal experience with a bad boyfriend who only showed up when he wanted to? Is that where that came from? (laughs) The depths of your, you know, teenage years or... Uh, yeah, I wish I could be the better person and say, oh no, I only dated stellar, uh, (laughs) stellar men, but yeah, I had a couple of duds in my life that I probably waited around way too much for. And when I think about Mojo and just waiting for something to show up in your life and being disappointed time and again, when it doesn't, I thought the analogy worked. Pretty much. Yeah. I also thought of like that friend that like texts you or never texts you back. Right. Like you always see, like you send an email or send a text and then you see those little three dots and you're like, oh, she's writing back right away. No way. And then they just disappear and nothing comes through. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That is motivation. (laughs) So before we hop into all the great ideas, I say let's um, each confess as to where we rate our typical daily motivation on a scale of one to 10. So Dimity, you go first and then Kathy. Um, I would say I'm kind of at a a six-ish, I would say between six and seven. I mean, I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about this a lot because we did this talk <laughs> and mm-hmm. it is exercise is a habit for me now. It's a lot like brushing my teeth, right? I mean, I've been doing it for so many years, but 
I'm never super excited to exercise, you know? So, I mean, and sometimes I feel like motivation is like, you know, you've got stars coming out your ears and rainbows coming out your nose, you know, like that's, that's, (laughs) I never feel that way. The times when I'm least motivated is when I'm not on some kind of schedule or um, I've taken too many days off. Like if I've Mm. taken more than two days off, it's hard to get that wheel spinning again if I'm not injured. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could ditto just all of that, Dimity. I'm very similar. I it's it's seasonal for me as well. I've had seasons where I'm at a nine, and I've had seasons where I'm at a negative three. And it really <laughs> just just depends on you know the stage of life I'm in, what's going on around me, whether or not I'm training for something. But it all boils down to the same key components that get me out the door, and that is why do I want to do this? What's going to make me feel better? And I cannot rely on ever saying my daily motivation is a number nine or a 10 out of 10. I just can't because again, I would be waiting for a different season. And so I have to look at today. And if today I'm at a three, which sometimes I am, then what's going to get me to do what I want to do when it comes to exercise? Yeah. Hmm. And Sarah... I have a suspicion how you're going to answer, but what number would you give yourself? <laughs> I'm the one nobody's going to like, though, because my number is always very high. Um, okay. I would say a nine or a 10. Um, I just, I'm a super morning person, and that's when I exercise. So I like to, you know, my giddy up's running pretty high from the, from the get go. And also this year with these bulging discs that I've had, and so have to have exercise and and movement actually taken away from me, it just means all that more to me. And so I, I try not to take it for granted that, yay, I get to get up and move even when it is dark and cold and maybe rainy and, and that I'm walking instead of running, that I'm just super grateful that I can walk. So, um, which sounds a little maudlin, but it, it felt like that for a while. So Oh, um, for sure. That those, those, you know, the injury is something that always puts something in exercise or anything else into perspective, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind mm-hmm. of a gift in a kind of awkward, <laughs> ironic way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that tomorrow on Saturdays, we're doing this on Friday and I'm not going to go swimming until the middle of the afternoon because my daughter has a soccer game kind of late in the afternoon in the pools near where she's playing soccer. So I'm afraid already that like tomorrow I'm going to get all jittery and be like, but wait, I want to go now. I want to go now. And it's like, okay, (laughs) slow your roll, Sarah. It's okay. You're actually going to go do it. So um, I think there's a part of me that worries that if I don't get up and do it right away, then I'll, you know, fall into a sloth trench and never get out of it. So sure. Yeah. 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 So, you know, talking about all this, there is something we need to talk about the chat of the myth of motivation and Dim, you alluded, you know, that exercise is a habit. And so, and that wheel spinning, when we gave this talk in at Rancho La Puerta, definitely that was the phrase that got repeated over and over again is about getting that wheel spinning. And so it's like that, that motivation isn't this thing that's sitting on your shelf, like a book or a stereo speaker or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's the chain of reaction doesn't go motivation, action results. That's not the way it works. You do action, you even when you know, you're not feeling like getting out of bed, you get up, you do the thing, then you feel the results, whether it's just that oh, I feel so accomplished or, oh, it feels so good to sweat or, you know, over a long period of time, oh, look, my bicep actually pops when I 
bend my arm that way. And then those results turn into motivation, that it's a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy that the action leads to motivation. And then that motivation, boom, kicks you back into action. And so it keeps going, going, going in that circle that you talked about. 100%. And I think of it in my brain as a bucket. I'm a very visual person. So if I have a bucket every day and I want to fill it up with the things that make me feel good, which for me is stretching, sweating, and some strength, uh, I wake up every day to an empty bucket. It does not, it's not half full. It's not a quarter full. It's not three quarters full. It's empty. And I have to put those things into it. And then at the end of the day, when my bucket is full, then I feel the results of what I've done. And I am motivated because I feel good. I'm motivated to do it again tomorrow. Mm, I like that. Yeah. The the three S's in your bucket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and that's also something that is important. I think that we need to remember. I mean, certainly, yes, you train and you get stronger and you gain more endurance and that kind of thing. But there's no savings accounts in exercise, unfortunately, right? I mean, certainly, yes, you, you build and you build and you get to a higher level. But the bucket in the morning is always empty, right? <laughs> you gotta get wah, up. Wah. Wah, wah. Kathy, yeah. I know, Kathy. I know. I think we're gonna have to take a picture of you with an empty bucket for this. <laughs> well, and the other thing, and I was uh, before we get to the tips, which we're gonna do in one second. But I was also thinking about one analogy. It was, I think, the wheel spinning is good. You want to keep that wheel spinning. It's so much easier to stay in motion than to, to than to stop and get going again. The other thing is, if you think about like exercise as just like a twenty pound weight, right? If you hold it close to your belly button, to your core, it's easy to hold, right? You can you can carry that for a while. If you let it drop down to the floor, it's much harder. You got to stop, pick it up, and pull it back up. If you try to like, you know, if it's out on a shelf and you're trying to pull it back in with your arms, I mean, 20 pounds with your arms is a lot to pull back into your core. So if you think about like, I just want to keep that weight in my center, keep that exercise, like keep it close to me, keep it centered keep it as part of my balance instead of letting it fall, mm-hmm. i.e. not exercising for many days in a row. I don't know if that's a little uh, obtuse no. probably, but no, I, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. All right. So let's dive in already. <laughs> the first one is probably one that you've heard before. Don't think, just go, which is of course like my kind of mantra, I guess. And I just think, you know, it applied especially when you had small, when we had small kids, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, those kids need to be unfortunately fed breakfast every single morning. <laughs> and so if you delay any, you know, you're you're really missing the window in the morning of exercise, you know, because they're not toasting their own bagels yet. <laughs> Same thing with, you know, work. You know, a lot of people, we heard one woman at Reg LaPere to say like, you know, I mean to go exercise. And then I look up and I've been answering emails for three hours, you know, and it's like, set your alarm for 12 o'clock, put it on your schedule. I'm going take my exercise lunch break now. The work is still going to be there when you get back. And chances are, my guess is that everything can wait 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you happen to have, right? But it's it's that thinking about it, like, oh, I don't want to go. Oh, it's so much work. Oh, I got to change my clothes. Oh, it's so warm here. Oh, you know, everything's going to be there when you get back. So don't think, just go. <laughs> I love that because it's the perfect answer to all the arguments in your brain that keep wanting to pop up whenever you want an excuse of, but I'm too busy, but, but this, but that. It is the perfect response to that. So that has been one of my favorite mantras for 
forever. So Dimity, thank you so much for bringing that into the entire AMR community. (laughs) Something else that works for me is I really envision how I want to feel after I work out. Like just this morning, it's kind of cold and dreary where I live right now. And it's, it was wet and I needed to do a bike workout. And that means I was in my basement on a bike trainer. I don't have a Peloton. I don't have anything fun or snazzy. I have a really (laughs) old bike that sits on a trainer. And did I want to do that? No. Was it going to be fun? No, not really. But I know that once I start sweating and when I'm done, like even if I just do a 30 or 40 minutes on the bike and at the end, if I'm sweating and my heart is pounding and my legs are tired, I feel so good. And I want that feeling because I'm grateful I got it done. Um, the endorphins that come from that make me feel good for the rest of the day. Uh, if the rest of my day, nothing gets accomplished, then I can say, <laughs> hey, I got that bike ride done. So I'm chasing the feeling of the sensations of after a workout. And rather than thinking, waiting around and waiting to say, okay, I'm ready now to work out. I get on the bike and I just do it. And I'm rewarded with the results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kathy, you touch on what I think so many people are thinking, the, what the weather is outside. I mean, it, don't think just go comes in particularly handy this time of year when, you know, the daylight is, is in short supply and it's oftentimes cold. Here today in Portland, Oregon, it was raining quite hard. So I went in to brush my teeth and I could hear the rain on the part of the, we have a three-story house, so I can't hear the rain in my room, but then a little part of our bathroom shoots off and has its own little roof. And I'm like, oh, that sounds heavy. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I think it's important to remember that all the weather and the light conditions that seem so overbearing when you're inside your house are not as bad once you get outside. That is true for darkness. When you are inside a well-lit house, it looks super dark out there. And then you go outside and it's like, oh, huh, the street lights are kind of bright. And gosh, you know, the moon, it's given me a little light or whatever. Just the the ambient light of humanity makes it lighter out there. <laughs> and that, that it's warmer outside than you think it's going to be, you know, because you're inside your house, you know, the the heat's blaring or whatever, and you get outside, you get used to it. And then also the rain. Oh my gosh. Like I said, that rain sounded really heavy. Well, I had my portable porch. I had the running hat on and my face wasn't getting wet. Sure. My arms were getting wet and I, I only had a vest on and I wore gloves. So my hands, which always get cold, stayed, you know, moderately warm. And it's just, it's not as oppressive. All those conditions, not as oppressive once you get out into them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, one, one thing I wanted to add just about the dark and I realized we were hiking, so we weren't running, but it, back at the ranch, which, you know, <laughs> at the ranch, um, they have hikes every morning at 6.15 up on this like land mountains that they have right behind the property. And it's dark. I mean, I we stepped out of our little casita and it's dark. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to bite it. On, and I'm going to like take someone down in front of me. And literally within like a minute or two, your eyes adjust and mm-hmm. you don't need a flashlight. We didn't need a headlamp. Now you may, if you're running, right, because you're going faster. But again, you give yourself just that little bit of time to adjust and you'd mm-hmm. be surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Sarah, I know you've said if you wait for 
a day where it's not raining to to run, you would never run. And <laughs> Dimity and I, both living in Colorado, we can attest to the fact that if you wait for when it's not windy, mm-hmm. you'll never be outside. I mean, there's always something. There's always mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. weather condition. And at this point in my life, I have been outside in everything. I've been outside <laughs> in blizzards. I've been outside in freezing cold. I've been outside and hot and humid, tornado warnings. I mean, not that that's safe, but it just, it happens, right? It's windy. It's crazy outside. But even on the coldest day, I would rather get fresh air and mm-hmm. be outside where I'm just out in nature. That always is better than the days that I skip my workout because I decide, uh, I don't really want to go outside in this right now. That looks too miserable. It's always worth it. So I just can't stress enough that if weather is something that our listeners are using as an excuse to stay inside, I just want to encourage them that you you really do feel better once mm-hmm. you've had that fresh air. And mm-hmm. a big component of that is going to be having the right gear, as Mary Ellen in Ohio knows well. Yes, yep. Mary Ellen. Yes, Mary Ellen. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, this is Mary Ellen calling from Westerville, Ohio. A few things that help keep me motivated as the temperature starts dropping are my Skidak hat and neck gaiter. Skidder has beautiful and cozy products that help keep my body covered and comfortable as I exercise. Plus, they're really cute. I also love my Adidas with Climate Heat Winter Running Tights. They have pockets and a soft inner lining that feel amazing. Finally, I love a warm, nourishing drink after exercise. Some of my favorites right now are warm cider with added ginger or hot homemade bone broth made from, you guessed it, chicken bones. You know, I mean, I love a good hot chocolate, Bob, a couple marshmallows in there. That's, that's <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty something, a nice treat to come home to. So, um, okay. So the second one or another one, I guess, I don't know where we are in the numbers, but I think <laughs> it's really important to make like a monthly or weekly or daily plan. And I, Sarah, I, I think that knowing you, intuitively, I think you chafe a little bit at this, right? <laughs> but for me, who likes a little bit more structure to my days, I really think it's so important. And it doesn't mean that you have to be on a half marathon training plan all year long, or even something like many happy miles, which suggests workouts to do every day, but more being intentional about how am I going to spend my time this week or today, right? You know, because what you say, like, okay, it's beautiful out today. I'm going to go get in a 30 minute run. Well, okay. So you, you decided, oh, I have that break at 1230. I'll do that then while you're lying in bed this morning, awake and thinking about your run, but actually not getting up to run. (laughs) You're awake. So, you know, and then all of a sudden that 1230 meeting actually is an emergency situation and it goes for 90 minutes and then you've got to go get your kid to soccer practice and all the things happen, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, if you're going to go run a marathon or you're going to run something that takes a long time to sit down with your family and tell them about your workouts, tell them when you need time, you know, what your, what your week is going to look like. And I think you deserve to do that for yourself, even if the family isn't involved, you know, so I will sometimes just on a piece of, you know, a notebook paper, just put M-T-W-T-H, you know, put out the days and I'm like, okay, Monday, 60 minutes ride, Tuesday, strength and 30 minute ride, Wednesday, swim. Like I just, and I just 
at least have that, you know, marked out. So then I kind of have a plan. And then, you know, when I sit down to kind of organize my day um, and I have a little bit more flexibility now that I have older kids, I put down eight o'clock AM swim, you know, 745 leave for the pool. Again, it feels a little basic and almost like you're kind of roping yourself into it, but that's in fact what you're doing and it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Or if that feels like too onerous, <laughs> you could streak <laughs> like Samantha in San Antonio does. Hi, this is Samantha in San Antonio. And a couple of things that keep me lacing up and hitting the road on those cold, dark winter mornings include my run streak. On November the 19th, 2019, I took on the Runner's World Run the Holidays Challenge run streak, and I haven't stopped. I've run a minimum of a mile each day now consecutively for 1,077 days. I find that if I will lace up and go run one mile at a minimum, usually I'll run further than that. Another thing that motivates me on the dark mornings... I love to look at the different holiday lights. Exterior illumination on houses just brings me a lot of joy. I like to think, you know, running is a great metaphor for life because you get out of it what you put into it. And so even on the dreary mornings, I try to run with joy and intention. And that way I am happy and sweaty when I get home. Many happy miles to all of you. I want to add as well that exercise doesn't have to involve your Lycra or a sports bra and, you know, even changing out your shoes. If that's one of the things that's holding you back from getting in a little bit of strength or stretching during your day, I'm happy to tell you that does not need to be a barrier for you. So one of the things that I have really enjoyed recently is adding 10 minutes of stretching in my morning and I roll out of bed. I'm still in my pajamas, nothing fancy. I brew my coffee. And then while I'm drinking my coffee, I roll out my yoga mat and do literally just go to YouTube and look for 10 minute morning stretch routine. And I pick one and I do it. And that helps me get limber and it makes the pain in my lower back go away. And it's something that I am, let's use the word motivation again, to keep doing because it helps me feel better. But if I if I tell myself at the beginning of the day, I need to stretch today and I don't have a plan to do it, then it won't get done. You know, it'll be nine o'clock at night and I will have forgotten. But by pairing it with my coffee that I ensure that I get it done and I don't set myself up for anything fancy. It's not like I'm saying I need to do 60 minutes of stretching and Pilates for my lower back. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But I'm starting small so that I can have success. And each little bit of success and every day that I do it helps me feel better. And those are little stepping stones that lead to me continuing to stay motivated to keep stretching. It could also look like a brisk walk. It could be, you know, where you're just walking around the block with your kids, say, kids, we've got 15 minutes, let's go walk around the block. You've got some fresh air. You've had a brisk walk in. Like one of the tricks that I've done in the past is I keep those exercise bands. I keep it next to my toothbrush. And when I brush my teeth and I do monster walks around my bedroom, anything to fit it in and help me get stronger without needing to set aside a whole block of time during my day. Because I think sometimes we make the mistake of imagining that that's what exercise and strength has to look like, that it has to look like wearing separate clothes in a gym 
at a specified time during the day. And I think if that's what's holding you you back, you may not ever get it done. And so fit it in into fits and spurts throughout your day because something is always better than nothing. Yeah, there was a woman, Dim, I'm sure you're thinking of her as well. There was a woman who goes by the nickname that I gave her, Pepper, uh, (laughs) at Rancho La Puerta. And when we gave this talk and we were talking about this, she chimed in that, and and I should mention that Pepper is an instructor at a... um, Orange Orange theory. theory, Yeah. Yeah. And so she said that while she's brushing her teeth, she has, you know, I assume it's like a quip or something like that, that, that goes for two minutes and, um, kind of makes a little break every 30 seconds. So she will do four different strength exercises while she's brushing her teeth. So maybe she does squats for the first 30 seconds, lunges for the second, you know, I don't know, side lunges, whatever. And so that, you know, because she brushes her teeth twice a day, she gets in four minutes of strength exercise every day because of that, you know, so little bonus. There you go. Yeah, she did. She did mention she has a small bathroom too. So (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't like she was doing burpees with her toothbrush, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll be back with more motivational advice after this break. Stick around. Okay, so going back to those little nuggets, those niblets of exercise all day instead of one big meal. So it does, you know, that there's someone who is teaching, you know, I was mentioning Pepper, who teaches at Orange Theory, yet she sees the value in two minutes of lower body exercises while she's brushing her teeth. You know, all those things add up. So if it seems too onerous, too too big of a hill to climb to do 45 minutes of strength in at one time, you know, just break it up. And, and Dim, you always talk about doing things during commercial break. I'm not sure why you're still watching commercials, but <laughs> I got the cheaper Hulu. I still get the commercials on Hulu. Oh, you do not. You do not. <laughs> I do. I do. Hey, you know, that, that and it adds up, Sarah, just like the little bits of exercise. No right? wonder you're more buff than I am. Uh- <laughs> Wait, and can we just have a, a quick homage to the word niblet? I mean, when's the last time you heard that like corn it just makes me think of like corn in the summertime corn oh, thank, you. thank you that's why i didn't want to switch to the new notes i'm like but i put in some little flavor of my own and niblets was one of them <laughs> thank you <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally, totally. And Kathy mentioned this too. I mean, I do think, you know, the pandemic has changed a lot, but like, again, I think a lot of us get, especially as runners, right? It's got to be five miles or it's not good enough. It's got to be a 60 minute class at the gym or it's not worth it. Right. And um, it all adds up. I mean, these days I am such a fan of like a 20 minute brisk walk. I know exactly how long it'll take me in my neighborhood unless I'm taking Mason, the arthritic lab with me, and then it takes just about 40. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it just it just like resets you, right? And again, emphasis on brisk, but I'm going in my stretchy jeans, right? I've got my like little like bralette on, which is all I need these days for support <laughs> if I'm walking. And, you know, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So again, like, you know, 20 minute walk, a couple planks while the pasta is boiling, we're good to go. Like that is, that's a good day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. So this is a big thing. And I think all three of us here can attest to this as we've been injured and we've 
been, I'm not speaking for Kathy, but I know I can speak for Sarah, has been through menopause or or uh, skating down that ramp as I talk. Mm-hmm. Is oh, respecting- I'm putting my ice skates on. I'm putting my ice skates on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So Kathy and I are, uh, we're skating in. Um, so is to respect your physiology and the level of intensity. And we've had obviously some great podcasts about that with Dr. Stacey Sims and Celine Yeager talking about what it looks like in menopause and what you need to do for your body. But even if you are, you know, still, menstruating. Do you say it like that, Sarah? Do you say menstruating? Do you say menstruating? <laughs> menstruating. Yeah. Menstruating. I actually don't say that word all that often. I, I perhaps say niblets more than I say that. <laughs> I feel like menstruating is how they taught it in like sixth grade, like sex ed, right? It feels very Judy Bloom to me. Yes, it does feel very Deany, very Deany. Yeah. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Okay. Anyway, you, even if you are still, you know, very fertile, 39, 40, whatever, And you think like, wow, I was so much faster when I was in high school or when I was in college or when I was, you know, 22 and decided to run a marathon. And I just, I mean, I know it's, again, like you have to accept that for yourself, but I want to remind people of that. Somebody that we had actually not at Rancho La Puerta, but at our Portland retreat, her name was also Sarah. (laughs) And she was a mom. She was there with her daughter whose name escapes me right now. Anyway, they're a very big running family. So like she has a couple daughters, they run ultras. I mean, they're very fit and active. And if you looked at her, at Sarah, the mom, you know, I think she said she was 65 and you would be like, wow, she must not struggle at all. And in typical AMR fashion, we had a quick conversation and just right went right for it, you know, <laughs> and we <laughs> talked, she was talking about being in menopause and how her mojo has really changed, right? And so like it used to be that she was that person that was her motivation was a 10 and she rocketed up at 4.30 in the morning and got a run in and then just, you know, went about her day as you would expect. And now she said, like she literally said, I have to say to myself, Sarah, you want to get up. You want to go running. She says it out loud to herself. It's not that knee-jerk easy reaction anymore. But again, like as Kathy talked about, she knows how she wants to feel. She knows how she wants to treat her body. And so she still continues to do what she knows serves her best, even though she's not on a skating ramp. Right? It's not <laughs> isn't such thing as a skating ramp, by the way. It's either like a ski jump or like an ice rink. But anyway, <laughs> we can make up skating ramps around here. Anyway, so I just wanted to point that out. And then, you know, as we all know, with hormones, they change everything. They make you, as they deplete from your body, they make you physically, mentally drained. They can change like your hot spots in your brain. And so that level of reward doesn't feel as good and fulfilling as it used to. So give yourself grace. Again, 20 minute brisk walk feels really good to me right now. And Emily, that's the name of her daughter. Emily, yes. Look yes. at that. I, I, th- th- that spot in my brain worked still. So. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So another thing that you can do is to change it up and, you know, really kind of sit and reflect on what brings you joy right now. And it may not be the thing you're doing. You know, if, if running just seems so old hat and ho-hum, ho-hum, you can take a break from it and find something else to do. You know, maybe it's a time that you're like, okay, I'm going to finally do that Zumba class that my neighbor keeps asking me to. Or, you know, for me, everybody knows who listens to the other shows. I love pickleball. Uh, (laughs) uh, So it brings me a ton of joy. And particularly this summer when I wasn't able to run, I was able to, you know, 
add some juice to my life by playing pickleball, feel competitive, feel accomplished, have community. It was all awesome. But also if, you know, if your runs are feeling ho-hum and you don't want to give up running, you can do things like find a new route, drive somewhere. I sometimes, now that I'm walking, I'm like, oh, you know, you don't cover as much ground when you walk as you do when you go running. So on occasion, I'll drive somewhere and start my walk from there. Um, new opportunities for found change. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, walk a route in reverse, in the reverse direction so that, you know, oh, look, that house looks different when you approach it from the, from the south instead of the north. And just if something sounds intriguing, you know, now we've mentioned Orange Theory Bunch. If that sounds interesting, go try an Orange Theory class. I mean, I loved the gyrokinesis class that I took twice at Rancho La Puerta. And so, Dim, believe it or not, I've actually looked into them here in Portland. There are not as many of them as I would like, but um, it's something I'm considering. So it's a little esoteric. Yeah. No, and same thing, Pilates. I, you know, I was a Pilates um, devotee for a long time and I let it lapse for whatever reason. I can't even remember now, but I did it a couple of times and now I'm like, oh, I got to get back on the reformer. So, and the other thing about trying something new or, or getting back to something old that, you know, you try again, you're like, oh, either I was good at this and I enjoy it, or I don't have any expectations. I'm just going to come in and see how it goes, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, oh, my splits have slowed. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn Taekwondo, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't, they don't even equate to each other. Mm -hmm. Beginner's mindset. Yes. Beginner's mindset. There you go. Mm -hmm. I want to chime in with another tip and it's basic, but it's very important. And that is to lay out your gear. You know, I think of all the activities and sports that my kids were in over the years. And the only reason they were successful is because I was there to wash their <laughs> uniforms, wash their uniforms. I br- I made sure they had water bottles. Where are your soccer cleats? Where are your running shoes? Where's this? Where's that? And when they were done, here's a snack for recovery. Just holding it all together, getting them to and from practice, organizing all aspects of their activity as adults, we don't have that for ourselves. And so be your own, be your own cheerleader, be your own mom for your lack of a better mom, word. Yeah. Right. Be your own sports mom. Treat yourself and your workout time with the respect it deserves. And so that means all the little things, find your shoes, make sure you your sports bra is washed, that your garment is charged, whatever it is. If you've got People in your house that love to borrow your gear and they take your weights and move it into their room. Yeah, it's a pain, but track it down or lock it up so people don't steal it. I don't know. Just put a big padlock on your gear saying, Mom, you can't you have touch. my 10 pound weights. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Try not to think of it as a chore to do those things, but rather as, yeah, be your own sports mom, your own best cheerleader, organize your things the night before so everything's ready to go because the worst thing is when you're motivated to get out the door because you've done all this work to amp yourself up and then you can't find, you know, fill in the blank and it it, mm-hmm. it messes it up. So be prepared. Mm-hmm. Kathy, are you available for hire? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to come back my sports bag. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Although, and remind me the combo to my weight so that, you There know. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is um something so helpful about just like, especially early morning, or if you're doing something where you need to pack a gym bag so that you can do your workout later, just having it be seamless. I mean, I almost think of it as like the first step to the workout. It comes before the warm up because you got to have all your stuff in a line. And, you know, there's some studies that have shown, like, if you can't fetch something that you need or want within like 20 seconds, your lack of motivation drops. 
Mm. Or you like your yeah your impulse to keep going, I guess your momentum maybe since mo- motivation's a myth as we talk about it's a liar. Well, I have to say one thing about um, electronics so that and Dim finally after years of being hotel roommates on road trips with you, I do now lay out my stuff the night before because you're so good about doing it when we would be shacking up in a hotel room together. That uh, the other night when I well so when I got back from the ranch, yeah, you know, my stuff was kind of moved around a little bit, and I as I was drifting off to sleep. I remember that my Koros, my GPS, was in the drawer downstairs instead of it's usually attached to my swim bag because that's the place I most often use it is at the pool or the pond. And so I was like, I'm not going to get up and go all the way downstairs and get it. So I just rolled over, got a pen out of my side drawer and wrote Koros on my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever works, right? You need a note, not even a note, but just like on your hand. Well, I knew I'd have my hand with me. God willing, I'd have my hand with me the next morning. Oh, Oh, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. So did you remember it? Oh, I most definitely did. Yeah, because oh, that's because it was also my first foray back to the pool here in the States. I I did swim every day at the ranch. So um, I wanted it to count because um, there are a couple people on Strava who are just so great about giving me kudos no matter what I do. So I'm like, I can't let them down. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Something that has come up as we've been talking is to know your why. And I want to dive into that just a little bit because I don't want people to confuse that with it needs to, when you ask yourself, why, what, why do I want this? You don't have to give a deep esoteric answer. I mean, the, the answer to your question could be as simple as I would like to sleep better at night and I sleep better mm-hmm. at night when I run during the day. That can be your why. So when we say know your why, what the purpose of that question is to help you narrow down reasons for exercise. Giving an example, like if I say I want to organize my closet, well, that's great. Why do I want to organize my closet? Because I would like my clothes to not be wrinkled. And I would also like to be able to find my shoes first thing in the morning. Those would be my whys for organizing my closet. Just saying I want to organize my closet doesn't really get me anywhere. So when we say know your why, why do I want to run? Why do I want to exercise? That helps you plan. It helps you make a plan. So for right now, using myself as an example, when I say, why do I want to exercise? I want to sweat. Why do I want to sweat? Because it gives me endorphins and it helps me feel better when I'm done. And that allows me to plan my day and fit in time to exercise. And so someone who's training for a marathon, their why is going to look different than someone who says, I would like to, you know, carry my groceries from my car to my house, even when I'm 80 years old. Those are two different whys, but it allows you to break your goals down into actionable steps to accomplish what you set out to do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And it can totally change. Like, you know, one week it may be, I want to sleep better, maybe seasonally, like I want to run a marathon or, you know, again, like big term. Like, I mean, one of the reasons why I, step back from running on medical advice was like, I want to be able to hike with my grandkids. That is something that is very important to me. And so it's not just not running. It's also staying in shape enough. So, you know, in 20 years, <laughs> whenever they appear or, you know, fingers crossed, you know, I'll be able to do that. So 
Okay, so a couple more and then we're, then we're almost done uh, telling you <laughs> how to find your action. So the other thing, and we've talked about this a little bit, but just look for a B minus C plus workout. Like if you're going to rate it, just be like good enough. That was good enough. Like we don't need to be taking the equivalent of AP physics when we go do a workout, <laughs> right? Like this is not something that is going on your college transcripts. This is something that's going in your empty bucket. As Kathy says, it's something going into your mood lifting bucket. It's something that's going into your health bucket. And you know what? It's just going in the bucket. No one's going to look at it afterwards. <laughs> so if it's like, you know, eh, I quit at 40 minutes and I said I was going to do 60. Perfect. That's, you know, uh, well, that's a D, but that, we'll, we'll let that one go. <laughs> 66% of the workout, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, again, it, it doesn't have to be black and white. It doesn't have to always be like, wow, I just nailed that. You know, you don't have to have that finish line feeling with every workout. You're not going mm. to, it's just not going to happen. Right. It'll always benefit you in the future, no matter what you do. So. Mm. I love that. I don't, you don't have to have that finish line feeling with every workout. Um, I am writing that down, Timothy. All right. Yes. Yes. Um, so, and then, you know, it's, it's a little, um, it's, this tip has been repeated a few times, but I think, I think it's always worth being reminded of keep some things workout exclusive, uh, whether that's podcast, please don't do that with ours, of course. Um, or, you know, an audio book. If you are doing an exercise that, you know, like on a treadmill that has a screen in front of you, it can be a streaming service. Let's go for the version without the commercials in it. Um, <laughs> it can be uh, spending time with friends. Um, I would suggest Taylor Swift's Midnight 3 a.m. edition, but then you might be on your treadmill 24-7. So maybe back off of that one a little bit. Do you really um, feel like that's an exercise worthy album, Sarah? <laughs> Do you do you know the two people you're talking to? <laughs> I mean, I'm a TS fan. Don't get me. I'm a Swifty. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Swifty, but I gotta say, like, it feels very mellow to me. Like, it doesn't feel like it's gonna pump me up. No, just listen to it a few more times, and then okay. you'll want to do. Oh, I was dancing to it last night while I was cooking dinner. Wow. So yeah, Kathy, I extended I extended my walk last night an extra like forty minutes just so I could <laughs> listen to more songs. Wow. Okay. All right. Those are two hearty endorsements from people. I I value your opinion. So I will, grow, I will it give it another go. On you after, it grows on you after after time. It grows um, on you. Vintage. Yeah. Okay. Well, because yeah. I've only listened to it in the car once, so that's I mean that's oh, probably like sacrilegious to say around you too. <laughs> <That> <laughs> We're just casually moving away from you now, Timothy. With <laughs> and then I went out. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the? That's my favorite one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um. So, but listening to Timothy talk, it brings up that you know it could also be even a friend. That if you're okay, so maybe don't keep a friend just sacrosanct to your workouts. But but you know there were days in the winter here in Portland that when I was running and Molly was running, I'd be like, okay, this is it. This is my chance to see Molly. So doesn't matter that it's 5.30, dark, and totally raining. I'm going to go out there. So by keeping some things workout sacrosanct, you know, that it might inspire you to get moving. So, and like I say, friends are exceptionally important as another Sarah, yet another Sarah, but she doesn't have an H <laughs> in California mentions in this voice memo. This is Sarah from Concord, California. And the only thing that keeps me going in the cold, dark days of winter training are my running best friends. When we ask each other to go running at zero dark o'clock, we always say, that sounds dumb. Okay, what time I'll be there. So thankful for accountability of all my Bammer friends. 
Well, following that, I just want to add the whole reason I'm sitting here right now talking to the two of you is because I found a community, a community of people who had similar interests, but also encouraged me constantly. And that is the AMR community. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're you're halfway there. You're halfway to finding your motivation. And if you've been around these parts for even just a short amount of time, you recognize the value of being around people with similar goals and similar mindsets who some days are feeling it and are ready to go. And other days just are hanging on thinking, oh my gosh, I just need, if I can just get 10 minutes, right? If I can just run for 10 minutes and get that in, then that's good enough today. So it's the whole spectrum. But I am here because I found another mother runner and decided to hold myself accountable. And I would even on, on the Facebook pages say, I don't feel like running today. Hold me, hold me accountable to going. And people do, and people do. So I just want to encourage you to spend more time, whether it's with your best running friends, if you don't have one personally to run with, we're here for you and we're here to encourage you and we will hold you accountable. And just having that backup and knowing that we're out here cheering for each other is a huge part of what keeps me going. Oh, Thank you. that's sweet. very sweet. Thank you, Thank Kathy. You. Well, we value so much. And I agree with you. There are a lot of, especially if you're on one of the training plan pages, but also the, the main AMR page, you know, like I'm having a rough go, make me go for 20 minutes. You know, it's true. It's true. Exactly. It happened exactly. again and again and again. So, well, Kathy, you are also a shining light around the AMR community. So you actually wrote up your original post that we, you know, <laughs> spun for off Trump. into a podcast <laughs> and a talk. So that is going to be linked in our podcast notes today. So you can go check that out, get some more insight from Kathy. We also have a winter program coming. It is just exclusive to December. It is free and it is called Joy to the Run. It opens for registration on Monday, November 14th. The program itself won't start until December 1st. But again, like having a plan, you know, that December 1st, you are going to have really fun workouts, a really engaging team to get you going. We are going to have a private Facebook page this year. We read some comments and we want that to get back. So we'll do that again. Again, it's absolutely free. So head to anothermotherrunner.com after the 14th to register and you're going to get a month worth of workouts and camaraderie and community and Yep, a little bit of motivation in December. Mm -hmm. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, <laughs> our podcast today was produced by Barry Madura of Fire on the Bluff in St. Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota.